Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Golf carts are everywhere these days. And we're not just talking about on the golf course or on college campuses. A growing number of locals use them to get to the bar or to run errands. One of our listeners, Lauren Obermark, says she's seen them spread throughout the city. She actually suggested that we look into this trend. Golf carts in St. Louis are a really interesting topic to me because I grew up um, in St. Louis County, like out in the in the Baldwin area, and I never had seen golf carts anywhere at the time, except on golf courses. Um, I moved away for a long time, and if I went to like a lake somewhere, I did like a beach trip. Then I saw people using golf carts, which made sense to me as a way to get to and from the water. And then I moved back to St. Louis in uh, 2013, and I started noticing that there were some golf carts, but it seemed to be exclusively in the Soulard neighborhood. I didn't really understand why they were in the Soulard neighborhood, but I thought, okay, that's the golf carts are Soulard thing. Um, about three years ago in 2016, we moved to a little neighborhood adjacent to Soulard, but very separate from Soulard, and uh, I didn't see any golf carts around where I lived. And then suddenly, I would say just really in the past six months or so, I feel like there's all these golf carts in my neighborhood as well. And anytime we go to like a local park with our kids or anything, there'll be families there on golf carts. And I was just like, why are the golf carts suddenly everywhere? At Lauren's suggestion, we thought we'd track down some answers. Why are your friends and neighbors investing in golf carts? What are rules governing their use? But before tackling the hard stuff, we decided to visit Soulard's annual Halloween golf cart parade. That was last Friday evening, and our producer, Evie Hemphill, found dozens of golf carts all dressed up in their Halloween finest. They range from a pirate ship to the Scooby-Doo mystery machine to not one but two Ecto-1s from Ghostbusters. Let's listen to the scene that evening as golf cart drivers prepped for the parade, and described their holiday get-ups. You have a very cool cart tonight. I, I, you have a, a soundtrack going. And what can you describe for our listeners what you went with for your costume design? Um, we're not afraid of spiders. And I can't say this is my idea. It's my next-door neighbor and good friend Gary Terribio's idea. So I said, I'll provide the golf cart, you provide the decorations. So this is all him. Now, we decorated it together, but it's, it's his um, imagination. Uh, we basically made our golf cart look like the Ghostbusters mobile. Ecto-1, uh, everything down to the license plates, uh, the Ghostbusters symbols all over the sides. Gotta have a satellite dish on top, of course. We've got our pug decked out as Slimer. This is Gizmo. Uh, well, we first off needed a, a warm costume for our child, <laughs> and, uh, and we wanted uh, something obviously cute, so we went with uh, parrots and then he just turned two, so he's our, or our pirates, and he just turned two, so he's our little parrot. And so we uh, based the, the card around that and built a pirate ship, so. Actually, we uh, did it around our new dog, Scooby. So, uh. That's stage name. This is actually Sydney, but. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yes, but that's what we did. We just got her so we're like okay what can we do that she can participate in so we have Sydney and then 
our mystery machine. Our mystery machine. And Shaggy, Daphne. And Velma. Oh, Velma. Oh, don't forget Velma. <laughs> A hodgepodge of Halloween. That was the excitement at Soulard's annual golf cart parade on Friday, gathered by Evie Hemphill. Now, golf carts are more than parade cars, right? Luann Denton, who is the chair of a Soulard committee tasked with doing fun things for the neighborhood, told us that Friday's Halloween golf cart parade marked the sixth year for the event. She talked to us about the appeal of having a golf cart. They are better for the environment. They are easier to park. They're just a lot of fun. If you're driving down the road in a car and you see a friend, you wave, you honk, and you keep going. If you're in a golf cart, you pull over and talk. And I think that that's one of the things that has been very positive for Seward and probably other neighborhoods. It's a social outreach and networking thing, not only energy efficient. Luann Denton said she uses her golf cart multiple times a day, hauling garden supplies around the neighborhood, even heading to a restaurant. So is Luann right? Is the golf cart life the life we all want? Joining us to discuss these important matters is Kurt Hagen. He's a manager and mechanic with Midwest Golf Car in Granite City, Illinois. Kurt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We're also joined by Scott Ogilvie. He's a transportation planner for the city of St. Louis. Scott, welcome back. Hello, Sarah. Glad to be back. For those of you listening, do you own a golf cart? What convinced you to invest in one. Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Kurt Hagen, who's buying golf carts these days other than golf courses? Well, every everybody, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> You've noticed this trend as well? Definitely noticed a trend. Uh, a lot of people with property and use them for you know, yard work, things like that. But it's happening more and more in smaller municipalities like Dogtown, Soulard, Newtown, you know, pretty much all around the metro area. When would you say you started to notice an increase? Uh, Honestly, it's been kind of a slow build. Uh, We've been in business for 20 plus years. So it's not a huge, huge difference. in, In my opinion, it's kind of always been a thing in the background. But I'd say over the past 10 years, it's definitely been more more often in the cities where it wasn't something so much prior. So you're seeing sort of a slow but kind of steady uptick right there. Yeah. Uh, Scott Ogilvie, how does that end up manifesting itself on the city streets? Are these common in, say, your neighborhood? Um, yeah, th- there are certainly uh, golf carts out and about in Dogtown where I live and in other parts of the city as well. It does seem to me like um, it is a trend that is picking up a little bit of speed. Um, I've seen people using golf carts to uh, take their kids to school. Um, just to get around the neighborhood. Uh, It certainly does seem like a more social form of transportation. Um, There's a lot more interaction going on with uh, golf cart drivers and and people on the street and their friends. Um, And so, uh, you know, in that sense, anything that uh, builds community and a sense of neighborliness, um, I think generally we're all for in the city of St. Louis. And I'm feeling a little left out after listening to those spots that that I don't have a golf cart. You kind of wish you had one now. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a man right here in the studio who can help you, we'll Kurt fi- We'll figure it out after the show. <laughs> now, the golf cart owners that we spoke with a few days ago shared their thoughts on the appeal of these carts and some examples of why they find that this mode works so well. You know, it's a great mode of local transportation. If the roads, you know, the speed limits allow for it, I think it's fantastic. 
We both work at the Cardinals, for the Cardinals as well. So we live in Lafayette Square, and that's how we travel to work. Right. Sure. Really? We, yeah. yeah. We yeah. get in our cart, and we drive to the stadium, park it, go to work, come and go home. It's easy access to go to all the different restaurants and hot spots and things here in Soulard, since there are so many. It's a lot easier having it than, than a car. Parking, wouldn't you say? Definitely parking. And they're fun. And just a lot of fun. I mean, we just ride around on it all the time, just go out and take a ride. Yeah, you see them everywhere, and it's, I really think it's great. The uh, less cars on the road, and, uh, you know, in St. Louis, you have some people who don't stop at every stop sign. And, uh, you know, at least in a golf cart, I top out at 14 miles an hour, you know. Pretty much every weekend, we park our car on Friday and then don't get in it until uh, Monday morning, and we hit the local you know, restaurants and establishments. And, uh, you know, we drive, we like, we just enjoy like Sundays just driving around, uh, even getting over into Cherokee and all that, just looking at houses that are coming and neat stuff that helps us find out, you know, just new, new things in our uh, community. That's David Frizzell and Stacy White, Brian Asher and Mark Asher, and Mike Johnson. They all attended the golf cart parade in Soulard last Friday night. Hearing them describe this, it kind of sounds like they're living the dream. Like you, no need to drive all weekend, just make these short little trips. Um, Scott Ogilvie, it feels like transportation planners always want us to slow down, that we should treat our streets in a way where we're not just speeding from one place to another. Is this a good thing overall? Yeah, you nailed it. I was just going to say we really do want people to slow down. Um, you know, when you slow down, it's not only a safer way to travel, but you interact with your community a lot more when you're moving slower. And in fact, you, you know, you see different things. And I think you probably come to appreciate your neighborhood more when you're not uh, just zipping through it, rushing to get on the highway. Um, we would like uh, most vehicle operators to slow down in the city. And I, I think having uh, golf carts out there, for, you know, 14 miles an hour, is certainly quick enough to get somewhere. If you need to, to get somewhere, it's about the same speed a bike travels, uh, but it's uh, it's not too fast. Uh, it still allows you to stop and uh, and smell the roses, so to speak. Kurt Hagen, how fast can these golf carts even go? They there are you know modifications and customizations that one can do uh, that push them upwards of twenty five miles an hour. But most golf cars they're really designed to be at that 14-mile-an-hour mark. Okay, so if you just get the standard one, you probably can't push much faster than that? Some gas cars, you can you can push the envelope a little bit, but you're really kind of always having a balancing act between damage to the car and top speed at that point. And they're designed to be at 14, so that's kind of where most people leave them. It, it's really kind of a mixed bag. I mean, there's a, a bunch of ways to go about this, and a lot of people do upgrades on electric cars or gas cars to allow them to kind of push the boundary. But without doing brake upgrades and all the other responsibility things you should be doing whenever you're making those types of upgrades. Might not be the best move. Might not be the best plan, exactly. Scott Ogilvie, um, I see people bopping around my neighborhood in these things all the time. And sometimes I see they've got kids hanging out the back. And there's this little part of me that wonders, is this overall safe? What do the city ordinances say about this? Uh, we don't have a specific city ordinance that pertains to golf carts. Um, State law allows municipalities to regulate golf carts if they choose to. Um, I couldn't tell you within the region who, who does and does not. I get the sense that most, most municipalities within the region uh, permit golf carts to operate on city streets. 
Um, state law says they have to stay off roads if the speed limit is above uh, 35 miles an hour. Oh, okay. So many many streets they can legally operate on, but not all streets, not your uh, faster speed streets. Um, I would say my experience is I mostly see people operating them responsibly. Um, they're not going particularly fast, so that the level of danger is relatively low. Uh, and it's always good to, re- to remind people that automobiles create uh, the vast majority of the havoc and injuries and fatalities on the road. So a slow-moving vehicle um, is uh, likely to be a lot safer. We do occasionally see people uh, doing the wrong thing, which I'll, I'll point out. Um, you want to drive in the street. You don't want to be driving on the sidewalk. The hmm. sidewalk say sacred space for people on foot and you shouldn't operate a golf cart or any any motorized vehicle people are actually driving these things on sidewalks we do see that sometimes what kind of lawless city is this not recommended uh don't park on the sidewalk don't don't block the sidewalk and um it's not a license to uh operate while intoxicated either so you do need a driver's license to operate on the city street and you certainly should not um, operate a golf cart on the street while, while drinking. Could you technically get a DUI if you were driving around oh, with yeah, one of these ab- drunk? Sure. Absolutely. You certainly could. You can get a DUI while riding a bicycle or a, a 49cc. If, yes, <laughs> any, any vehicle on the street, if you are uh, utilizing it while you're intoxicated, you can get a DUI. Um, Kurt Hagen, uh, the way that Scott explained it, it sounds like it's municipalities that are deciding what rules they want for these. Does that tend to create confusion for customers that they they might want one of these, but if they don't live in St. Louis City, they don't know if it's allowed? Definitely. Uh, I that's a conversation that I have commonly with customers is, you know, they'll say they want a street legal kit, which is good starting information. But And, and sorry, what does a street legal kit uh, mean? Street legal kit, you know, for my intents and purposes means headlights, taillights, turn signals, brake lights, and horn. Okay. But so that's kind of a package you can get that wouldn't be on, say, a golf course version, maybe. Typically, yeah, you, you don't do too much night golfing. I mean, that is technically a thing uh, with, like, glow-in-the-dark balls and whatnot. But, it could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the the street legal thing, that, that really depends on the municipal and they really set the rules and they do commonly copy off each other. So one city, you know, um, Grafton, Breeze on the Illinois side, uh, Newtown's got a little bit of, uh, I don't know what if I would call it unrest. Somebody should maybe could call in with more information about what their specific rules are. But Some controversy um, in Newtown, St. Yeah, Charles. They, they were adding things like maybe they needed seat belts. Uh, some places don't require seat belts. I mean, it really just depends on what the local municipality passes for their, their own rules. Okay. We're talking to Kurt Hagen. He's a golf cart uh, store manager. And we're also talking to Scott Ogilvie, who's a city transportation planner. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back shortly to continue this conversation and and get to some of our callers. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. And now back to our conversation. We're talking to Kurt Hagen. He's a manager and mechanic with Midwest Golf Car in Granite City, Illinois. And we're also joined by Scott Ogilvie. He's a transportation planner for the city of St. Louis and also formerly an alderman. For those of you listening, if you want to join our conversation about golf carts, you can give us a call. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Lauren Obermark, our listener who inspired this segment, she found herself wondering about the link between golf carts and rising property values. Here's what she's wondering about. And I also wondered, um, I've noticed too, like in our neighborhood, that like, just since we've lived here, the housing prices have gone up a lot. And I don't like, I don't think we could afford to buy our house in our neighborhood anymore. And then I was like, I wonder if the golf carts are a sign that your neighborhood 
is gentrifying and you're like about to get um, priced out of your neighborhood. That's Lauren Obermark. Scott Ogilvie, do you think there could be any truth to that? Like first mm. come the rehabbers, then come the families, then come the golf carts? Well, I don't know that correlation always equals causation. Um, there are some good uh, sort of gentrification bingo or the city is coming back uh, bingo boards. And we might put, um, you know, your neighbor bought a golf cart on one of the squares. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not out of the question. Um, We've got a number of callers who have some questions. Before we go to the first one, um, there's one that came in. Bruce in St. Louis Hills says he's frustrated by golf cart drivers driving them through Francis Park. Scott, what are the rules for people who want to take a golf cart within city parks? Do you know? Um, I don't specifically know the rules, but I I would say if you're using a golf cart in a park, you should stay uh, within the roadway. Um, if you are using it as part of an organized sporting event, there may be appropriate times to take it, you know, onto turf or near a field. Uh, but whenever you're operating any type of vehicle, um, you should be, you know, pedestrians always have the right of way. So if you find yourself on a path with, I I would say, I generally do not recommend you take a golf cart on a, on a bike or a bike path. Um, you don't have the right of way there. Okay. So you need to, to yield to everybody else uh, using the path. So stay on an actual city street or, yes. or yield. Yes, that's uh, that would be my recommendation. And, you know, I can also envision situation. I mean, obviously, golf carts and different types of cart- carts are used for lots of um, yard work and maintenance. Uh, but you got to make sure that the turf is relatively dry because you don't want to be driving across the soccer field and messing up the turf. I see Kurt Hagen nodding. This this could be a problem to try to drive one of these through a muddy field. Well, I mean, they're, they're meant for golf courses, so they're kind of by design. And they're also what's called an open differential um, for the rear drive of the vehicle. And that's kind of designed to limit the damage to, to grass. Oh, that's that, nice. But it's people sometimes put like more heavy tread tires, things that maybe make that not quite as effective. So... Yeah, you got to be careful about where you're driving, and especially if it's muddy. I mean, there's 90-degree rules on courses, which is meant to keep the the fairways from being torn up. Same thing, you know, for somebody's yard. And sorry, what's a 90-degree rule? The idea that you are on a a side trail Mm -hmm. on a course, and you go 90 degrees across to your ball and then right back. Okay. Trying to spend as much, as little time, I should say, on the fairway as possible to keep it from being damaged. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like kind of applicable here, too. That does make sense. Um, Let's go to the phone lines. Andrew is calling from the Central West End. Andrew, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, Sarah. Um, My experience is that I live pretty close to Forest Park, and I'm glad you brought up the issue of people driving golf carts on grass and pedestrian walkways, because that's what I tend to see pretty often. Hmm. The demographic tends to be very entitled bros, usually with an open container, uh, which makes it particularly offensive. Uh, sometimes when I've asked people about driving in areas where they probably shouldn't be, uh, you can expect a response from that demographic. Hmm. And so, again, I think that's a problematic component to a lot of what I see in terms of the golf carts here in the city. Andrew, thank you for thank you for sharing that. And I'm sorry that's been your experience. Scott, open containers. Can we do that in a golf cart? No, absolutely not. Um, so I'm going to generally say I agree with the caller. You shouldn't be driving on the paths in Forest Park. You certainly shouldn't be driving any vehicle uh, with an open container. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, as I said before, I think people tend to do these things responsibly, but um, there are some people who uh, get out of hand. So, um, there's always if, exceptions. Yeah, if, if you, uh, I'm, I'm, we'll keep an eye out for that because uh, that's not something we want uh, 
to see more of, certainly. Yeah, I'd like to see these bros um, act with kindness on our city streets. Um, Andrew, thank you for that call. Uh, Mike calling from St. Louis. Um, Hi, Mike. You're on St. Louis on the air. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, I am the uh, city attorney for a municipality in South St. Louis County. And uh, right now we are in the process of drafting an ordinance to allow golf carts in our municipality. Hmm. And I would just like for your guests to uh, maybe give me a little feedback and some help to let me know if they think that uh, some parts of our ordinance are a little overboard or, if, or if they think we have it covered. Um, uh, Mike, our... Mike, would you be able to tell us um, what municipality you're a, a lawyer for? Yeah, it's uh, Grantwood Village. Okay. And I imagine Which, that's probably a place people want to ride these things. It's such a lovely part of town. Well, actually, it's uh, it came to our attention by uh, some older um, residents of the town who uh, just wanted to kind of drive around the neighborhood to each other's houses. We really don't have a, any kind of commercial district at all to speak of, hmm. uh, so it wouldn't be, have the same... Uh, the same ridership as like St. Louis Hills or Dogtown or Soulard. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so our ordinance, as I have drafted it right now, would limit the golf carts to be all electric hmm. because we did have some concerns about the noise. And the electric carts, of course, uh, the speed would be a little more limited. Uh, we are going to re- require taillights, uh, headlights, and blinkers. And uh, everybody has to be a licensed driver, so at least 16 years old with a license. We're also going to require the minimum mandatory insurance that someone would have to carry on a passenger um, automobile. Mm -hmm. And... Um Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. Mike, so um, so those are some, some good places to start with the Grantwood Village Ordinance. Kurt Hagen, do you think that they're asking for the right thing? If he's looking for information, I'd definitely be happy to spend a couple minutes with him and just kind of share my experiences. Uh, probably that would be something air. off the air. Okay. But as a general rule, um, yeah, I, it seems relatively reasonable. Uh, you know, every individual municipality, they do typically get to draft their own laws, and they should kind of try to balance what how the people that live there are actually going to be using them and, you know, what the barrier to entry of those requirements would be and if that's mm-hmm. reasonable for the people who are going to be using them. This idea of electric versus gas, is that pretty common? I'm, I'm not familiar with how these things are even powered. Uh, that's Those are the two, like 99.9% of golf cars are either going to be in a, uh, nowadays anyway, four-stroke uh, gas motor or battery driven. And are the battery uh, ones a lot quieter, like Mike's suggesting? They're, they are quieter. Okay. But the gas cars, as long as they're properly maintained and you don't, you know, go in with straight pipes or something like that, uh, they're much quieter than like a riding lawnmower. And most people don't really complain about that type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but I wouldn't say that gases are, are prohibitively loud. And especially some of the newer ones, uh, they're designed in a way that really baffles that noise and they don't sound loud at all. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's... I'd be happy to talk to him if, if that's something you want okay. to talk about. Well, Mike, thank you for that call. And it, it's great to see that uh, Grantwood Village is being proactive about this. Um, if you want to follow up with, with Kurt, I think our producers would be happy to put you guys in touch. So thank you for that. Um, we've got another question. David, one of our listeners, uh, called in and asked if part of the appeal is that they're environmentally friendly. Can either of you uh, speak to that? 
Uh, Kurt Hagen? Uh, yeah, so the electric cars, uh, they're, they're actually pretty solid. The batteries, most golf cars are, are flooded lead-acid batteries, which are the most successful recycla- recyclable product. Um, that literally 99% plus of batteries are recycled. Uh, like your car batteries, it's the same style of battery, just slightly designed in a different way. Hmm. Uh, but they're, yeah, I mean, they're, they are runoff. It's as green as the energy that you pay for. Okay. So if you're, you know, paying for wind energy or solar energy, whatever extra cost that would add to your bill, then yeah, you could, you could essentially be charging and driving your golf car with really no overhead there. Yeah, I, I would say any smaller, lighter, slower speed vehicle is also just going to be particularly lighter is going to be more energy efficient. I mean, many, you know, the automobiles, many people are driving it today, uh, especially in cities, are, are overbuilt uh, and larger than they need to be for the environment they're operating in. So a lighter touch vehicle um, certainly can give you a smaller carbon footprint. And gas golf cars, too, uh, those are the last numbers that I kind of roughly ran. You're 30 miles to the gallon, somewhere in that range, uh, which for a whenever you're you don't drive them as far either. And so whenever you don't have to find parking or, you know, be sitting there idling quite as much because they do typically turn off whenever your foot's off the pedal, these things really do kind of, even the older cars that are carbureted as opposed to the fuel-injected models, they're still pretty decent. I mean, they're not terrible for the environment, that's for sure. And how much will these set someone back if they want sort of the basic model? It sounds like you've talked a lot about different modifications people can make, but if they're just going for something bare bones, what's the what's the opening price? Most quality cars um, in the used market, people, you'll see stuff, I mean, it's all over the place, sure. obviously, uh, but between 1500 to 5,000. Oh, wow. In the, in These the are new, also cheaper than cars. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, new car, new golf cars, a plain Jane car, like what you'd see on uh, a golf course, typically five to 6,000, I would say is pretty average. Okay. So that's a deal. Um, let's go back to the phones. Pat is calling from St. Louis. Um, Pat, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to say in terms of the gentleman called earlier in regards to Francis Park, it is an issue over there. I, I grew up over there. I lived very near there. St. Louis Hills, very affluent area. The families over there are very competitive with, with each other, and it's a bit of a status symbol, I'm afraid. And there's no roads in Francis Park that can be traveled upon, unlike Tower Grove. So it is a big concern over there, and we're not sure what's going to happen. I just wanted to leave that comment. Okay. Pat, thank you for that. Um, it's interesting. Some neighborhoods, I think, have really embraced these, and others, maybe there's more of a balance of figuring out what works. I think, in general, you know, we're going to see a, a proliferation of different vehicle types going forward in the future, especially with battery technology allowing, um, you know, just a, a proliferation of more vehicle styles, and golf carts are one of those styles. And, um, you know, Missouri has not thought very hard in general about what to do with these different categories so far. Um, and, I, you know, I think the city is a place where we will be experiencing these things earlier than many the rest of the parts of the state. And so we're going to have to think through at some point, um, you know, how to categorize vehicles and how to say who is allowed where. Coming down the pipeline, you know, with e-bicycles and obviously um, e-scooters, which are already on the street, you know, we we will have to, I think, at some point think through uh, a more specific set of rules for different vehicle types. So the, the, the point of the caller is, is well taken. Do you overall um, hear more complaints from people, just anecdotally, um, complaining about golf carts or about e-scooters? 
Um, I don't hear a ton of complaints about either, uh, mm. but there are certainly more complaints about e-scooters than golf carts. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I've got one more question, and I don't know if either of you know the answer to this, but we do have a lot of car thefts in St. Louis. Do you know if we also see a lot of golf cart thefts? I have seen a couple uh, examples of it. Uh, it's a little complicated because uh, they're... <laughs> They're not the most secure vehicles to begin with. And I, mm -hmm. I have sold products that uh, are either like interlock systems that are, are key fobs, that kind of thing, uh, even, you know, hidden switches. So you some anti-theft measures. Yeah, anti-theft me measures is definitely a good way to put it. And a lot of people will chain their, their card up. Oh, uh, okay. So, and I have heard of people stealing them. So that's not a totally unusual thing. I've had people try to sell me a stolen golf car. <laughs> Usually I, you can kind of feel that stuff out a little bit. And, you know, we definitely report that kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is something that will probably become worse as they get more prolific. In there's the, more and more of yeah. these. Well, um, with everything that develops, there always end up being some problems. But it's interesting to hear about the balance of, of good and bad with these things. So, Kurt Hagen of Midwest Golf Car, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Scott Ogilvie, a transportation planner for the city of St. Louis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sarah. Happy to be here. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.